Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. Hey guys, Kirsten Franklin, and on this week's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about imposter syndrome. That's right. It is real. So for those of you who may or may not have had it, it is real. I seem to work with this often because I do work with high achievers. It is seen in high achievers for the most part. Creatives also get it. Um, But what really is imposter syndrome and what can you do to overcome it, right? So let's start there. What is it? So it's really kind of like that nagging feeling where maybe you're not good enough, you don't belong, how did you get here? It most certainly affects women and minorities more, and I'll go into that in a little bit. And, you know, it was really kind of studied and understood sometime in the 1970s, and it's probably because the women started entering the workforce. And there is a distinct feeling of wondering if you deserve to be there if you were good enough, if, you know, how did you get there? And there was a lot of judgment back then too. Did you get there because you slept with your boss? Did you get there? You know, like, who do you know? How did you get there? What school did you go to? Right. Um, And for, for those of you who are younger and listening to this, you know, even in my generation, we didn't really face this as much, but we certainly still do in the corporate world, in the business world. I was just on a meeting last night with founders, female founders, And we still have issues in getting equal funding for our businesses. And now I'm not going to go into the multitude of different things that may play into that, but there's definitely a bias that still exists, right? So when we entered the workforce in the 60s and 70s, you know, obviously that can happen. And one of the things, you know, people don't understand what it is. Let me explain it to you this way. It's kind of like jumping off of the diving board, just jumping, not diving like a professional diver. You're jumping off the diving board. You're in the deep end and you're not afraid that you're going to drown and die. You know how to swim, but it's kind of like, you know, maybe you doggy paddle, maybe you've doggy paddled your way to the deep end, right? You just made it. Yeah. But are you an Olympic swimmer? Right? Like, are you at the level in which you're currently trying to play at and what you were placed at? Now, while I say this happens to executives, Often, I think it gets confused also for new small business owners or small business owners that are stepping up their game. Maybe they're going from, you know, six figures to seven, uh, maybe to eight, right? Playing in a new ball field there. That can happen as well. Uh, It happens when you're networking. Who are you to go up to that guy and talk to that person? And when you do, you have a certain feeling in you like, oh, I probably shouldn't be talking to him. I don't know anything. He thinks I'm this, but I'm really this, right? She thinks I'm this, I'm really this. So it's really just the sort of thoughts that we might have that a lot of times we don't even admit to. So it's not something that's heavily discussed. And I might be biased because in the work that I do, I see it often. So I'm surrounded by it a lot, male, female, all different backgrounds. It happens a lot. So if you guys know, I also coach coaches not just in their business, but in their lives. 
And this happens to them often too. It's kind of like, well, how dare I, you know, become a relationship coach when I'm three times divorced, you know, that kind of thing. Awareness, step number one. There is certainly things you can do about it. Uh, One of the things I like to say first and foremost is, so what, right? Here you are now. What are you going to do about it? And I typically will say that in scenarios where women have now become the highest level executive, where Blacks, Asians, uh, Latinos, minorities, where all of a sudden they're in this place, right? Because a lot of times it can creep in to, well, how did I get here? People think I got here because, right? And that's not true. And so, and even if it were, so what? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to prove that you absolutely deserve to be there? And here's the funny thing is, is a lot of times it's in your history, meaning look at how you operated in the past. This step, this thought, this feeling isn't the first time you just did something differently in the past that worked. So let me give you a for instance, because this is a a high achiever thing for the most part. When you're in school, you learn a bunch of stuff, you study it, you memorize it, you throw it up on a piece of paper, you get an A, right? You deserve to be there, clear evidence, it's an A. High school, college, same thing. Now you go to law school. What's this Socratic method shit? Wait, I have to actually understand concepts? It's not that easy? All right. How about this one? You're going for your PhD in psychology, social work, something. And now you have to work with real life humans. It's not a test, right? It's not just, hey, I know the specific answer. I'm going to get an A. So your old method of learning a whole bunch of stuff, memorizing it and throwing it back up on paper isn't going to work. That will make you nervous. That will make you second guess your capabilities because now you have this history of this is the way I get over this feeling and get through it and win. It doesn't work anymore, right? And guys, if you know you really want to take a deep dive into your your psyche, your mindset, you know, I'm so over this word, but it is a word. <laughs> and it does describe your inner core beliefs, feelings, thoughts. You will notice a pattern always, okay? And it doesn't have to be a long-running pattern, and you know, but there's a pattern there. And the simple rule is that it's just no longer whatever you did to address that is just not working anymore. And you have to remember everything you've done was for your benefit. It worked at least once or you wouldn't have it. Okay. Uh, Meaning, and it was for your good in that moment. Parents are yellers. You shut down, you be quiet and they stop yelling. In your baby mind, in your kid mind, you think that, okay, if I shut my mouth, they'll stop. Now, brain makes a neural pathway that says, yep, do this every time. Weird thing. So you do it. Maybe do it a couple more times and just randomly, they just happen to stop when you become quiet. But now it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. But you still be quiet, right? Uh, Now you're in a relationship with someone and you're having a discussion, it gets a little heated, but now you shut down, right? And you don't speak and that's your go-to habit. It's it's not your first time 
it might be your first time in that relationship that you've done that, but it's not the first time that you've picked that methodology to, you know, fix the situation, to address whatever's going on. And so it's just a habit. Okay. If you are feeling imposter syndrome, this is not the first time. I promise you. Okay. It just might've looked different in the past. And whatever you did to remedy it, like studying and getting the A to prove that you are the genius that you think you are, um, doesn't work this time. Again, happens with coaches, happens with small business owners who are leveling up, happens with new small business owners who are stepping out of employee mode, trying to understand CEO mode. And here's another thing I want you guys to know. When you guys, when your brains are like crazy and you feel all confused and you feel lost in the woods, good. You are starting to get new concepts. Your brain is stretching and growing and it's never like comfortable. You know, when people say get used to, you know, being uncomfortable, that's kind of what they're talking about. Your brain always has to kind of make new neural pathways. And here's the crazy thing is once one's made, it never goes away. If you think about, and this is what science has been uh, proving, if you think about it, it gets fatter, thicker, stronger, more easily, you know, usable, but it never actually disappears. So this explains why someone who could have been an alcoholic, not had a drink for 50 years, all of a sudden has one drink and reverts straight back to the old pattern because it's still there. It's still there. It will never disappear. It does. It atrophies, but does not, you know, get eliminated. So fun, right? I'm sure science will prove in a few more years that, you know, there are ways that we can can eliminate it in some may, in some way, or they'll build technology to do that. But here's the thing, you know, we we feel like a fraud. We devalue our worth, especially us as women. I've had, when I started this podcast, I questioned whether I should make it about women. And I, I went for it anyway. So yeah, it's great. Within the first quarter, I was having difficulty finding women that could come on to this podcast. I was just asked to speak at an event out in Texas, only woman on the panel. And when I asked what that's about, they quite literally said, well, we don't know of anyone else. There's no, like we, if you know them, send them to us. They wanted women. Here's the funny thing. And this is why I say devaluing self-worth or, you know, kind of undermining our own expertise. I think it's unique to women where we are not going to be that person boisterous and loud and all about how great we are. It's just not our nature for the most part, right? Even us alpha females aren't running around going, oh my God, I'm so awesome, right? Well, maybe I do sometimes, <laughs> but, but we don't typically. And we are not people who are necessarily in the forefront on Forbes doing things all the time, historically as consistent as men. And I think we're, we're, we're definitely starting to. I think COVID caused us as a whole to take a bit of a hit there. And, you know, here's the thing. Maybe not a bad one. Maybe not a bad one. Yes, in some ways. Just like COVID. Yes, in some ways. Great in other ways, right? Shitty in some ways. Great in other ways. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing. But, you know, just going back to imposter syndrome, feeling like a fraud, devaluing devaluing your worth, kind of really not like 
owning it, owning all that you've achieved. And yes, owning what you've achieved doesn't mean you have to go out there and sing it from the rooftops, but depending on what your hopes and goals are for your female children are, maybe you should. You know, maybe you step outside your comfort zone of staying in the cave and and doing your thing. But now what can we do about it? Like, listen, there have been a multitude of people on the show that spoke about it. Fabienne Fredrickson, you know, so many others that we've had on that talked about this, which is why I thought it was relevant. Uh, You know, Tina Fey has said things in the public about how she felt. Michelle Obama has said things, you know, Maya Angelou. So many other people have talked about this. And so it's important. So what can you do about it, right? We've talked about what it is, kind of where it comes from. Again, high achievers, typically creatives, typically people trying to do something outside the norm. If you grew up poor, nobody was a business owner, you know, a family of bankers, nobody owned a business, really, right? They worked for a bank. Everybody has a J-O-B. Who am I to go start companies and do things? I'm just crazy. Always happen. Um, But what can you do? Here's the thing. It is a mind game, period. Like everything, period. So the very first thing is how do you mess with your head to ensure that you know the truth of your being? I know that sounds a little crazy. How do you mess with your mind to know the truth of your being? And that there's several things you can do. One, I would be aware of what you actually say to yourself. When you open your door to your office, what do you say? If you're touching your door handle going, oh, shit, I can't believe I'm still here. Well, wait a second. Really? Why? If you're touching that door handle, opening the door going, oh, my God, did anybody see me walk in? This is so weird. Are they looking at me? Why? Right? Uh, just, Just ask the questions. Dig into the mindset. What are you really saying? And, guys, this is a really good technique to use all the time, no matter what you're doing. But, you know, what? Do you say to yourself, you do say to yourself something every second of all day long. You have approximately 90,000 thoughts a day in a 24-hour period. Really, think about that. What were your last 10 thoughts? Do you even know? Right. Because most of them have been turned into a habituated response. So just remember this pattern here, result. How do we get that? Well, some kind of action behavior thing has to happen to get the result, right? Well, how does an action or behavior come about? Well, if it comes about from an emotion, an emotional response, you know, whatever's going on there. So emotions, anger, sadness, joy, desire to get something, desire to accomplish, right? Emotion, behavior, behavior, result. Now, where do we get our emotions from? Thoughts, okay? And remember, this is all automated. Your brain needs to make it on super fast, auto, you know, building up those neural pathways. Why? Because it needs to conserve energy. All right. If we go back to caveman time, your your brain burns a lot of energy. So we go back to caveman time, you know, we just have to kind of set it and forget it, so to speak. Not too dissimilarly from business in some ways, right? When we want to start to automate stuff. Well, your brain does this at a hyper, super fast speed. And, um that's it. So there is an automated behavioral response that you have to every thought in your head, pretty much, right? Unless it's super new and you realize it. And so it starts with awareness. So what are you saying all day long to yourself about what? 
And it's a hard thing to do. So what can we do about it, right? So that's really the big question. We get it. We have imposter syndrome. What can we do about it? Well, I mean, and I'm going to talk to this again in a future episode. Awareness is definitely a key. I get it. You're aware that you feel a certain way. But let's go to the next level. What are you saying to yourself? What are the words? Where are they coming from? I promise you it's not the first time, like I said, there has been a habit form that has been successful. It has gotten you to where you are today, but it's just not working in this scenario. Okay. And I'm going to give you some little tricks that you can try just to start to come to an awareness. So something I do with pretty much all my clients, unless it's not a negativity thing, is something I call no negative week. Now, I call it no negative week because we try it for a week to start, but trust me, you should continue doing it uh, unless, of course, you're really finding that, you know, maybe you have one or two conscious and subconscious thoughts uh, per day. But here's the deal. We have like 90,000 thoughts a day. And if you can tell me what your past, I don't know, even 15 thoughts were, I'd be highly impressed. I couldn't tell you what mine are, and I'm super aware all the time. Now, I take that awareness and I toss it out the window uh, when it's fine, and I only hang on to the things that I believe in the moment I need to address, right? So no negative week. What you're going to do is you are going to take a stopwatch or your timer on your phone, and the second you wake up, you are going to hit that button and start the clock running. The first moment that you have a negative thought, belief, feeling, or action, okay? You might not think anything, but maybe you smoke a cigarette and that's not getting you to your happy end result, okay? Negative, okay? I'm not saying it is negative. I'm saying in for what you're trying to go for, it does not get you there and therefore it takes you away and therefore it is a negative, okay? So whatever it is that you're doing, saying, feeling, believing, the language we're trying to find for ourselves, hit the stopwatch. Record how much time has gone by since the last time you hit that button. So wake up, hit the button. Okay, three minutes has elapsed, and I thought, oh, great, here I have to go to work. Negative. What do I do? Three minutes. Oh, great, here I have to go to work. Hit the button again, continue with my day. Okay, that's all we're doing throughout the day. Yes, you either want to take notes in your phone or something else to keep on track you definitely, it's, it's a visual thing after this. So trust me when I say write it down. If you do not write it down, you will not get the benefit. Okay, so all of you guys who are trying to achieve your black belt by watching free YouTube, listening to free podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, I'm going to be honest, it's not going to happen unless you're actually doing the work. Okay, and again, awareness is the first step. So you are becoming aware and learning and growing by reading, by watching, by seeing, by hearing, right? Whatever you're doing, yes. But why don't you take it to the next level and do? Because nothing will change unless you do, right? Knowledge can only take you so far. It's what you do with the knowledge that matters, right? All right, so that is step number one. No negative week, just record your week every day. And as you do this, you're actually going to see how the time elapses between it a little bit longer for most people, not always. 
you might start out and don't get, and there's no judgment in this. Don't get mad if you've said something negative every five seconds. It happens. I started that way. But as time goes on, it, it'll get more and more spaced apart. The second thing you're doing is at the end of that week, I want you to look at all the words, situations, scenarios that you have written down and pull out the common themes. Is it always around your children? Is it always around your job? Is it always around your spouse or your significant other or your friends, certain friends, your pets? I don't know. But figure out the themes, okay? Because there are themes in there. The themes in thought, the themes in people, instances, whatever. It could just be thematic in thought, right? It's about your job because you're always thinking of your job in this way, right? So the second part of this is we're going to flip that script. So when you're understanding what the script is, now you can reframe it. And our goal here is to go from automatic negative thoughts, what we'll call ants, to automatic positive thoughts, okay? Apps. So we're going to take it from an automatic negative thought to an automatic positive thought. It does not happen overnight. Uh, you have a neural pathway that was created to create that negative, automatic, habituated response. And it will take you time to make a new one that can sort of, you know, outhandle the other one. Um, science says for us today, who knows, it might change in the future, but it says to us today that your neural pathway is never eliminated. It is just atrophied. It's like muscles, okay? They're not gone, so to speak. They're just not as strong. And that's all you're doing. And this is like, you know, how you, people might with addiction to have quit and they quit for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. All of a sudden they do the one thing again and oh, bam, they're right back. Now they're only right back because they haven't changed the underlying condition, mindset, thought, which is essentially not being enough. Okay. They're not good enough. They're not worthy enough. They're not lovable, whatever that enough thing is. Right. And that is why that happens. And it's that neural pathway that was created originally for that automated response that gets kicked into high gear. And that's also a sucky thing is that once you have built it, it can come back really strong, really fast. <laughs> so people always ask me, how long does it take to make a habit? The answer is your whole life because the second you stop, you have to go rebuild again. Now you don't have to rebuild from zero, but you do have to rebuild again. Um, you know, How long does it take for you to create that new neural pathway to be stronger so it takes less conscious effort to undergo the new system habit thing that you're trying to gain, right? Positive thoughts in this situation, you know, 66 to about a year, 66 days to about a year, right? Um, and so, so just, you know, keeping that in mind. So that's what I would challenge you to do, okay, is look at your no negative week, find out what is it you're really saying, and how do you flip that script now, I challenge you to actually flip the script every time you catch yourself to say something that in the past was a negative statement. You have written down your positive statement. Just keep saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it. And you'll notice how eventually um, you don't have to look at your paper to see what the positive version of that is. You actually don't have to do anything because your brain will automatically start switching and eventually, it's not even going to go to that negative neural pathway first, okay? The second thing I would suggest you guys can do is affirmations, but with a twist. Do them in the mirror, looking at yourself 
in your own eyes. For those of you who don't know what affirmations are, go ahead and Google them. It's really simple. It's just affirmative statements that you would like to enforce about yourself. Now, I used to say that that you wish were true for yourself, but the truth is, is that they are already true for you. You simply don't believe it in this moment. So I now talk in the verbiage of like to enforce, um, like to maybe more deeply feel, um, whatever that is. So that's what I would recommend you guys can try. And, you know, write in, let us know how it went after five, seven days, after two weeks, however it's going for you. We'd love to hear from you. You know how to reach us, success at csthrive.com. You can find me on Instagram. You can message me there, direct message me, make comments, whatever. Uh, When this gets posted, you can make the comments under this episode's post. But I look forward to hearing what you guys have accomplished. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive uh, or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's three, it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore 3.14159. Or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.